The trick to that is making sure that what you're doing is you want to um, give people what they want and sell them what they need. And so that's Mm -hmm. the key to figuring that out is what do they want? And most likely what I would guess is most doodle parents want to know what kind of parent they are to their doodle. Welcome to No BS Business School, the podcast for small business owners and solopreneurs to get the straight talk on how to turn your passion into a profitable business. Do you ever feel like you're trying to keep your head above water running your business? And every time you get online looking for help, all you see is the same cookie cutter advice that never produces the results you want? I'm Jan Ditchfield, award-winning business strategist, online educator, and your host. And I believe that the path to success in business shouldn't be a mystery. It takes planning, mastering the boring stuff, and learning to ignore advice that will never serve you. I'm here to help you through the messy parts of your business so you can enjoy the life you're creating for yourself and your family. Each week, I share strategies to help you grow your business without the fluff, gimmicks, and nonsense that's filling your feed on the gram. If you're ready to cut through the BS and build a business that's authentic, impactful, and profitable, this is the show for you. Let's keep it real. Corinne, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. This is exciting. We're going to be sitting down and doing a little bit of strategy today together. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, that's great. Before we get going, why don't you let everyone know a bit about your business? So what do you do and who do you serve? I own a company called The Doodle Pro, and I personally take care and provide services for doodles in the Colorado area. So I've served uh, hundreds of doodles of every mix um, and over thousands of visits personally. And with that, combined with my positive reinforcement training background, I love giving information to doodle parents all over the world to help them know how to have a happier, more peaceful home with their doodle and to also get great haircuts that they like because we love their coats, but they can be pretty difficult to maintain. I love your business. So I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. I really do love your business because I, I watch you, I watch you on Instagram and we met through Virginia Kerr's program again. I've met all the most amazing women out of there, but I love watching you because again, I'm a, I'm a burner mom and we talked about that before. So I really appreciate um, like how niche you are and how to me, it's such a great example of there is the right business for the right people because you have a very successful business that you've been running for a while, but you're now going into the kind of the expansion part of things. Yes. I actually, you talk about the niche. I worried when I first started, when I only provide, I call it a shed free stay that I only take care of um, dogs who are done shedding. I was told by tons of people, you'll never have a business. Like that's too narrow. How would anybody find you? And in fact, by identifying that niche, I am the doodle person in Colorado. So yep. that's been pretty interesting for me. Yep. I am. I love it. That's what I love about your business so much. I'm like, this <laughs> is you. the example of why you niche. There you go. Thank you. So we're going to talk about some things today, but I want to start off with a question for you and we can kind of roll out from there. And so if we're sitting down from like six months from now and everything has gone right in your business, what would that look like to you? Like what would the perfect business look like? That's a great question. Um, I don't have the answer yet. So on the top, off the top of my mind, I think I would have some evergreen courses online so that people could get um, access to advice and help right away. 
I would have a more robust online membership. We call it the Doodle Pro Society. So it's to serve people who aren't just in Colorado, um, who love their doodles. And I would still be providing services in person in Colorado to doodles as well. Right. Okay. So you really are looking again at kind of raising out the profile of what the work that you're doing beyond you, you want to be big. Like I know that you have a goal to be yes. Good. Yeah. Ambition. So yeah, I love it. What right now today can I help you with? What are the the places that you feel right now that you're sticking? That's not like maybe holding you back from getting to that big vision of where you want to go with your business. I enjoyed talking with you in your course um, about imposter syndrome. I always keep adding more certifications and everything to my background just to feel like I am academic enough and robust enough in my care. But I do already know a lot. So I need to handle that. Um, So conquering imposter syndrome is something I might always have to work on, uh, no matter how much expertise and experience I have. But what I'd most find interest, what I find most interesting from you would be how to scale my reach and let other people know about my expertise. Perfect. Well, we can talk a bit about imposter syndrome as well, like, you know, that can cover that a bit, because I think that's one of the things that um, a lot of us do is like, you know, do that over education piece. So we're like, we, we add more credentials and take more courses and do more things because we constantly are worried that we're not going to look like the experts that we want to look like, or we we're concerned about kind of how our, our position is. So yeah. I know I'm guilty of it as well. I definitely, I, you know, I'm how many years I've been doing this and I'm still like, Oh, maybe I don't know enough. And I'm like, I know more than the average bear knows and still you keep adding <laughs> to it. So I think the thing to remember with it as well with imposter syndrome is it doesn't go away. So it isn't one of those things that ever actually leaves. It's a matter of learning how to deal with it and live with it. And the piece of that is like, you know, understanding how to be able to frame your mind that when you have those thoughts coming in and those, those, you know, the imposter creeping into you to be able to stop and actually acknowledge it and then be able to have things in place to help you move through it, because that's Mm -hmm. the part of it. You don't need more, more than you have. And we talked about that on that call as well, that you, 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 as long as you're staying 10% ahead of your audience, you're, you're ahead, you're an expert and you are way beyond 10%. Like you're, you are, you are highly educated and you're highly experienced with what you're doing. You are an expert in that. So I think for me, I would say to you, if you're continuing to take on uh, courses, do them because you love it. Don't do it because you don't think you're good enough. Cause you, you've already proven that you are good enough. Like you, your Thank business you. where it's at already has proven you are darn good at what you do. So. <laughs> I'm going to, I have that recording of you as my ringtone, maybe. Yeah, you go, yeah play it back. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's, like, it's just do. one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I do really enjoy academics and coursework and I love learning about what I do. Um, but there's only so many hours in the day. So prioritizing yeah. where that belongs in my schedule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think prioritize it to where it's going to be most effective for you, either on the monetary side of things or prioritize it to what's going to make you happy. And that would be where I would put it on my calendar is, you know, focus on that aspect, not on chasing more certifications because you don't, you think you need them, do it because either it's going to make you more money or do it because it's going to make you happy. You don't need anything more. You, you have enough as it is. So now Thank just you. lean in. Now you need the, the business acumen is where you're going to lean yeah. in on that stuff. Yeah. That's where we can talk from there. So tell me what you're doing right now currently to market yourself. Cause if you're looking at getting to be known more on a, like across the country and even maybe on a global scale, what are you doing right now to market yourself? Um, I have a 
to me, it's a strong um, social media presence, but I mean, I don't have a strong following um, as to numbers, but I have a very engaged audience uh, that has been very hyper local. Uh, so I need to expand that reach on purpose. I kept it very hyper local in the beginning as I just wanted to reach my service area. I am looking to do a podcast. I have a lot of people lined up to give uh, expert guest interviews to my membership, which is national. Um, and I'd like to utilize those interviews for a podcast. Um, and then I have a weekly email that I send out information and freebies and tips and updates. When you're doing, when you've looked at your um I know you just finished a launch and so you just launched your membership for the first time and they came in. Congratulations on that. When you uh, looked at the fact that you actually had a national um, uh, cohort join you, did you pull people to find out how they found you? I, it's interesting. I had a couple people who joined who I don't know where they found me. One was on my email list and one was not. And they're my least engaged members of my community. And I don't, I haven't gotten responses from them um, personally when I've reached out to them. And I don't, the other ones are so warm that we already had often an in-person connection and rapport. So I don't have answers on that yet. Okay. That's interesting. I found that to be the case as well as when you of having the, the warm audience come in mm -hmm. makes for much better engagement than having just that cold traffic where somebody found you and buys from you and then they, they take it, but they don't actually actively engage. I've noticed that as yeah. well within my programs. It's interesting to, to see that. Okay. Let's talk about getting you seen and getting you out there. So I love the idea of you starting a podcast. I think that that's a really good idea for you. And again, I think because you're so niche that it's really going to help to establish you as again the leader right in this area you are the you are the mm -hmm. queen of doodles like so you have a doodle yes. you need to know somebody this is a woman to talk to about that oh thank you you're welcome one of the things that I would tell you to do if you haven't done it already is to do some really serious competitor analysis across the country and coming up into Canada as well. So I wouldn't just kind of look at the American market. I would look at all of North America and get a really good idea of who else is doing something similar to you. Or is there someone out there that could potentially be a competitor? Or is there somebody like, or do you have a clear runway? That's what I would be really curious to know with your brand. Have you ever sat down and looked? I have a bit. So there are a couple of like parents, people who own a doodle, who have a Facebook page or might even have a podcast or a website. And it's from the passionate love angle of it, but there's not really any education or they don't have a training background. Um, and then there's the generalist doodle, uh, generalist dog trainers who just help support through puppy time or their niche of separation, anxiety, et cetera. I haven't found an overlap between the two. Okay. Well then if you have a clear runway, this is going to make it a lot easier. I'll say that okay. harder in some ways, but easier in other ways. I personally okay. love doing businesses that are groundbreaking. I think other people are like, don't like it so much. And for me, I'm like, be a trailblazer, do the break into the market first. I just think <laughs> it's exciting to be the first one to do, to do these things. So I would sit down and then and start looking at, you know, where are your doodle parents hanging out and where are they currently getting their information from? And you probably have a good idea of that to begin with. But again, looking at it beyond just the local market and saying, where are the other places that doodle parents are out looking? 
So they're probably going to be on Instagram. Most likely they're going to be, I imagine there's got to be some doodle influencer. There has to be a doodle dog that there there are. Yeah, there have to be. Yeah. So I would be looking at some of those as well. And then I would also be looking at podcasts as a really good place for you to actually start guesting to be able to raise your profile again, because wherever your doodle parents are getting their information from is where you want to go. So you want to get in there and be seen as the person to listen to. And that's going to help start by having collaborations with people who already hold the audience that you need to engage with. Do you feel like the business you dream of is within reach, but you can't figure out how to take it to the next level and really start making the revenue and the impact you want? Then I'm here to help. Sign up for a free 30-minute no BS funnel audit and let me help you get dialed in on where to spend your time to grow your customers and your sales. Funnels can be tricky things, but if you want to take your business to the next level, you need one that's working in your favor. Sign up today and you can join me on the No BS Business School podcast for a personal audit session to help you get your business in front of more people. Head to janditchfield.co forward slash audit to secure your spot today. So when proposing myself as a guest, do you like the idea of giving ideas of what I would talk about? Um, What advice do you have about that? So you definitely want to do that. You want to go in when you're pitching at any point to be a guest on a show, either or even collaborating, just pitching, period. You want to go in and make sure you already have topics in mind that you can bring to that person's audience. So when you're going in and you're saying, you know, I'd love to be a guest on your show, or I'd love to do a live with you, or I'd love to collaborate in a reel with you, something, whatever it be, guest on a like a guest blogging. There's tons of opportunities out there to be able to do this. The key is, is to ask how you can bring value to their audience and to get on and pitch from the angle of, I can come to you and back up what you already teach by bringing in more information on that topic. So don't go in the other way that a lot of people do is they'll send something in and they're like, no, I want to come on your show and sell my book, or I want to come on your show and sell my membership. Well, I don't particularly care if your book sells or die, right? right? I care about my audience. That's what I care about. So when you go the other way and you, you know, you come in with your research, I know, love it when you talk on this topic and be specific. I really want to be able to come in and help you with, you know, more information on it. I'm an expert in this specific area. And here are three to five things that we could talk about on a show or on a live or, you know, in a reel and list them. And when you do it, they should be titles. So think about it from that, that way. It could be a title or a hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I heard another coach say that you should do some research into their group or market and say, I see these questions come up a lot with your audience and I can, okay. You like that? Okay. Understand. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big person, like read the comments. So when you go on and you're looking at like what other people, like your competitors, or you're looking at um, people who have shared audiences, you read what people are saying in the comments and then align your pitch to what those questions are. I can help solve this, or I know this, or I can bring this to read the comments. Not enough people do. Yeah. It's always like, I always joke about that. Like I'm here for the comments all day long. I don't read the thing. I scrolled comments immediately. I'm like, what are people saying in the comments? That's what I want to know. To me, it's what hits home to them or what they find missing. Exactly. They need more. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's when we talk about being able to get into the mind of the people that you're here to serve. It's by listening to what they're saying. So we tend to sometimes always gravitate toward what are the other industry experts saying or the gurus saying. And we look at that instead of going down and saying, no, what are the customers saying? What are they asking? Mm -hmm. What do they want to know? What are they talking about that's pain points for themselves? That is what we want to be looking at because that's how we can align what we do to solve those things. And that's going to get you more traction in your business than paying attention to what, you know, the other experts are saying. That's, mm-hmm. we don't want to listen to ourselves. We want to listen to our, the customers. That's what we're after. That's great advice. Thank you. You're welcome. So when you're thinking about going out and pitching, what I would say to you is to think about putting together a, um, a pitch uh, one pager, like a little media kit that you make up. Okay. That's going to include on it your, like your high level stuff. So picture of you your name, your title. So, and by title, I mean like, not like, um, like your business name, but it's like, you know, a doodle parent expert or, you know, doodle trainer expert, something that's specific to, if I, if anybody looks at it and sees it, they're like, oh, I understand what she does. Like be that simple with it. Okay. Then you want to have a little uh, paragraph, high level paragraph about you and what you do. Mention your business at that point, talk about what it is. And then talk about, again, how people can contact you and list out then those three to five topics that you can talk about. So, you know, how to live harmoniously in a house with a doodle, uh, mm-hmm. how to be able to uh, introduce a new doodle to your old doodle. Like, you know what the topics are, the key yeah. things are, but that's what you want to be putting down as, as the topics to talk about, because somebody can look at that and they can say, oh my gosh, we can do an entire podcast around that one subject. And that's what people are looking at to say, okay, well, Corinne, I want you on my show and I want to talk about number three. And we're going to talk about that for a whole half hour. And that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. And the thing to remember is once you get on the show is you most likely almost all the time get a chance to be able to uh, get one throw to something that you want to pitch. And so if you're going to do that, your throw should be to your lead magnet. So it should be throwing to getting people on your email list so you can start nurturing those relationships so that you can then get them in your funnel and start being able to move forward with, you know, growing them hopefully to customers. That's the whole goal. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lead magnet in place right now in your business? I do. The click rate isn't great. Um, So I'm still learning on how to do better with those. I fall into the trap of talking about what I think doodle parents should know as opposed to what they want to know. So I'm trying to hit more, like I did a, a more fluffy, what kind of doodle mom quiz are you? Yeah. Uh, What kind of doodle mom are you quiz? And that was light and fluffy, like a 17 magazine sort of thing. And that got more traction than my more informative uh, one. So I need to lean into that more and enjoy it. And we get doodles because they're fun and we love them. Uh, And so it doesn't always have to be the practical side of things. Yeah. The trick to that is making sure that what you're doing is you want to um, give people what they want and sell them what they need. And so that's Mm -hmm. the key to figuring that out is what do they want? And most likely what I would guess is most doodle parents want to know what kind of parent they are to their doodle. Like, where Mm -hmm. are they in the spectrum of doodle parents? Right. Like, you know, and so it might be interesting to think about sitting down and thinking about developing something that is a framework to your business that talks about the different phases of doodle parenting. So from that beginning phase to maybe the one that we are a little more, more like you're nervous and you're not too sure what you're doing and you keep getting the bad haircuts 
two, you're feeling a bit more confident. Now you know how to clip their own nails to being able to move on and say like, you know, you're rolling into like being the doodle pro type of thing and then moving forward from there because you could do a really fun quiz with that or something where people could identify themselves and then you can tailor the information they need to know to be able to to best suit their doodle at that phase of their their parenting journey, like that that specific phase. Mm -hmm. And that's where you come in with the, this is what you need after that. So here's the want and here's the fun and here's the stuff to be able to say, like, you know, you're a doodle pro expert or you're like, you know, you're, you're just learning the ropes type of thing to Mm -hmm. here are the five things you should be doing in your house to help your doodle at this specific phase that they're at. That could be something fun to look at. That's wonderful. Can I ask you a question about um, pitching with the podcast piece? I, it goes back to the imposter syndrome part of if my following is just like 1500, do I aim for people who have a similar following count um, or subscriptions with their podcasts, et cetera? Uh, or is it okay to aim for people who have a larger reach or do I need to wait to do that? I don't need, you don't need to wait to do that at all. Not, not okay. in any way, shape or form. So some people will look at your following count and they're going to, they'll make a judgment based on that. Not everybody Mm -hmm. will. So, and and my feeling is if you're going to be judged based on your following count and someone is like taking that as like worth for how much, you know, then you don't want to be on that show. So what I would be looking at instead is what kind of audience aligns to yours and where Mm -hmm. can you put the most amount of value in there? I wouldn't be reaching for like the A players right off the bat. Like I wouldn't be like, I'm going to pitch to the hundred thousand plus <laughs> thing, but there's no reason you can't look at someone who's like, you know, 50, 5,000 or, you know, 3,000, 2,000, 10,000, somewhere in there. There's absolutely no reason why you can't go and get audience sharing from that. Okay, um, great. Yeah. Again, it comes down to what you know more than how many people follow you. And mm-hmm. you, you again, you're proof like me, right? Like you have a six figure business right now. I know you do because we've talked about yes. this. I do mm-hmm. as well. We both have followings less than 2000. So it right. really, it, the people who have followings, you know, larger followings, they may not have six figure businesses. So don't stress too much about the number. Focus instead on the value you can bring to them and how you can help make sure that their audience feels uh, represented, heard and helped. And that would be, that would be where I would go with it. Okay, great. So I'm thinking of from the perspective of what I have to serve their audience with and the knowledge I could provide versus them reaching a broader audience through me. Yeah. So I think they're going to reach, they will reach your audience. It will happen as well. But when you're bringing people onto your show, it's not always that you're being invited on as a guest in order to be able to um, help Um, like grow, like I don't bring people on. So my audience is going to grow. I bring people on so that I can help show again, my authority and I can help my audience. So that's really what I'm more worried about. How are my audience perceiving the conversation? And then that's what's going to grow from there. That's how it grows versus the other way around. So focus on again, you're going to get the benefit of audience growth, but I would definitely be focusing more on the fact of what can you do for their audience? And that's what you want to be pitching. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Good. So that would be looking for you really sitting down and saying, you know, targeting when you're thinking about trying to grow and expand across the country where or across North America, where are those key places that you want to kind of get in? I like doing it from the idea of going kind of like key, key 
province and your place would be state, key state mm-hmm. to state, state of saying, okay, well, where I know that this other area has a lot of um, doodle parents in it or a high doodle population. So I'm going to target it. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. target another one and target another one versus saying, well, I'm just going to do kind of blanket statements and see who follows me. I always think that the strategy is better to, to build very, you know, you've already, you're in Colorado, you've built mm-hmm. up your following in Colorado what can you do? Pick up what you've done and replicate it somewhere else, but just do it in an online space. That would be the approach that I would be taking. And I do think you should try to network with a doodle influencer. Like, is there some way you can get in with a doodle dog, right? Can you, can you do something, some kind of collaboration there? I bet you that somebody would definitely be interested in doing that with you. Oh, that's great. I think that's wonderful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do you have anything else you want to ask me? Um, I, it's a bit of a technical question. I am doing a lot of um, live interviews that I show through Facebook Live for my community. And I'd like to record those at the same time to use for the podcast. The questions would be exclusive for the community, but the interview would be shared on the podcast. Technically, what software do you recommend? StreamYard. That would, yeah. So StreamYard for sure does that. So StreamYard on the back end records everything and then you can strip it out as an audio file or a video file. So you can take it as an audio file and then just cut out the pieces that you want to be using and just post that up as um, a podcast and you're good to go. You can do it with uh, Zoom as well, but I just, I like StreamYard. I think it looks better and it's much easier to use and it's more engaging in a Facebook group because you can draw questions over onto the screen. People can see things. It just looks better. So that's what I would tell you to do. And it's not super expensive at all. Okay, great. Because I thought your audio quality is great. Um, so StreamYard is what you use. That works StreamYard, yeah. My friend, I love it. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Is there anything else that I can help you with today? That's all. I really enjoy your group and your expertise. And I look forward to continue learning from you. Thank you so much. Let people know where they can find you. If you have a doodle, this is the woman to know. Where can people find you? Thank you. You can follow us at Facebook or Instagram at The Doodle Pro. And you can also check out our website at thedoodlepro.com. If you want to hear some uncensored feedback from groomers as to what they wish you knew, you can go to thedoodlepro.com backslash uncensored. And that's all the secrets that when we asked groomers anonymously, what do you wish doodle parents knew? Uh, That's what they shared. That's awesome. Fantastic. Thank you today for being with me today, Corinne. I just think you're fantastic. Oh, thank you. You got a fan here. Awesome. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at janditchfield.co. Until next time, keep it real.